You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Oh, Hey, Pod Squad. Award-winning host Josh Chernoff here. Uh, just wanted to say congratulations to the Blue Meanie and Andrew Barnyard for a hundred episodes of Mind of the Meanie. It's uh, it's crazy to me. It almost it, it, I, I don't even feel like like Andrew has been there for uh, for a hundred episodes. But uh, man, an accomplishment nonetheless. Um, all kidding aside, uh, I am so uh, proud of the time that I was with Mind of the Meanie. Um, really, really wish I could be there today. As you can see from the palm trees behind me, uh, I am in sunny Florida right now uh, for the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, uh, Knuckle Mania 2, which comes to you live on Fight. Anyway, I'm doing the pre-show. Uh, so right now I'm just, uh, hanging out, getting ready to head down to that show. So unfortunately I'm not able to join you guys, uh, cause I would have loved to have been there for the hundredth episode. Um, but you know what? You never know. I could come by at any moment to yell at all of you who have not joined me at patreon.com slash so says sure enough, but that's okay. That's okay. Cause it's about mind of the meanie today. Um, I am, uh, again, I'm so proud of the time that I was, with Mind of the Meanie and so incredibly happy and proud to see what uh, what Adam and uh, and Meanie have been able to accomplish since I left. Um, the show is getting better and better and better every single week. Uh, so here's to a hundred more episodes of Mind of the Meanie and I will see you all soon, whether you like it or not. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what is on your mind? Uh, good morning, Mr. Barnyard. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. Did you hear that? Hold, hold, no, what? Huh? You hear that? What was that? I'm not sure. Is that, is that a knocking sound? I think so. Hold on. Who's, who's Hello. Hold oh, on, Santa no. Claus shit. We finally brought him in, you guys. He's in from the green room. <laughs> from the green room. Oh, my room. God. I'm in from the green room, finally. <laughs> Dude, Al, Dude, Al no. I'm so sorry. Hey, listen, I'm tired of watching uh, Price is Right, okay? Let's get on. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I can't believe that you're here. How were the cookies in the uh, the green room? I can't believe that you're here. What happened to Josh, Beanie? What What is going on? Uh, I've been a time warp here in the green room. Hell, I've been in here so long I grew a beard. <laughs> so it's 
funny you ask, Al. So actually, I am the alternate version of Josh from like a different time portal. So like Earth 2, we just had like a quick thing. It was a whole multiverse issue. And, you know, now I'm here. So. Uh, he, him. Are, uh, are they mine? Oh, yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So my so it would be or Josh and Josh is. I guess that would be how. It, there's a whole thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. M- m- mine are my, my bearded white guys all look the same, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, we kind of we're interchangeable. Yeah. M- my, mine are stank stunk. Stank stunk. Yeah. Al's been in the car with me for 13 hours. Like emptying a colostomy bag. That just. See, I've never, I've never he been in the lying. room. I've never been in the room when Meanie's farted before, and I know you've probably traveled a long distance with Meanie. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. <laughs> we do so, have a soundboard of my farts. So I have a couple here, so I can. Oh sure. Yeah. There's that one. This one's a this one's a homegrown. And. Uh... Uh, oh. Brings back such memories. We were in. We were in the training uh, uh, school that I had in Lima, Ohio. Okay, and when there, and this is a um, probably thirty foot high ceiling, and uh, they had two ceiling fans that were the equivalent of helicopter blades. All right, they when were. you turned them on, like you could hear them, like down the hallway, you'd hear. <laughs> That's how fast they turned, and. He was sitting in the ring, and I was standing on the top rope, standing on the top rope. He's sitting in the ring and farts, and it defied the laws of physics, and it, <laughs> it actually went up against the wind of the fans and struck me in the face as I was standing on the top rope. <laughs> And, and you, you literally just like wobbled for a second. You slow, did the slow crawl down the, the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear God, help me, someone. <laughs> so this was so this was actually not Chevy Chase. This was Al Snow saying this line. I can't remember what regular Arsenal was like. <laughs> yeah. it, it emotionally, emotionally, it hurt me. It, it did. It hurt. It hurt me emotionally. What? Well, I was hurt emotionally when you threatened to light me on fire uh, when we we're driving back from. You kept, you just kept repeatedly cutting loose in that back seat to the point where you literally stink stained Jason's car, to Jason where he could, he, he finally had to he had to literally get hit by another car to get rid of it. So yeah, <laughs> wait, he it was like the, it was like the episode of Seinfeld where the you know there's that smell in the car and they can't sell it, they can't get rid of it. That was thanks to me. That was Jason's car. Oh my god, <laughs> you you ruined that he, poor guy's he, car. He he would put everything in the car from like a bowl of vinegar. Uh-huh. Uh huh. By like charcoal. Yeah, and if the sun hit the seat just right on a warm day, this the the ghost of my farts would just rise from the seat. Oh my god. The that's ghost not- of Meanie's ass would come back out. <laughs> that's the episode so, name right there. One episode one hundred with Al Snow, the yeah. ghost of Meanie's ass. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Literally, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit crawled out of his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is outrageous! I can't believe I I uh, I am always mesmerized by the um, intestinal fortitude uh, and 
smells and noises that come out of you. My wife still doesn't believe that they're real, meaning I, uh, every time really? I play the soundboard, but the kids love them. So anytime you send new sounds, they, uh, they love just, them. Just because you don't believe in ghosts doesn't make them not real. That's okay. true. That's true. He's right. Uh, Pod Squad, everyone is joining us right now. Al Snow, we have let him out of the green room for episode 100. Uh, it's fine. A- your snacks, your snacks are terrible in here, so I, I just want to point that out. I'm gonna blame. We have to restock the vending machine. We have to restock. Well, the I came machine. in when Josh was around, and now he's gone. So, you know, <laughs> I still, I'm still trying to grasp that. Yeah. Al was Leaf Cassidy when he first went in the green room, and now he's <laughs> Al Snow. Hell, I was Avatar when I first came in here. <laughs> I love you, Al. Thank you for the mask, and then I put it on as I sat down, and people were like, "Wait a minute, Uh, you're still the same guy. We saw who you were before you put the mask on." (laughs) I'm going to be here a while. Um, (laughs) We got Pepsi Clear in there for him. Is that what it was? Coke? Is it uh, Pepsi Clear? Yeah, yeah. Or Chris, Crystal Pepsi. Oh, yeah, something like that. Crystal yeah. Pepsi, whatever it is. But how is that yeah, stock? Yeah. Do we have enough back there? I know that Meanie heavily invested in that for the beginning of the show. Yeah, well, that's what gives Meanie the uh, the gas that he has. So, <laughs> Hey, if you play your cards right, I might squeeze squeeze out a fresh one on air. So. Dude, you did that last time, and you, you had to cover your face. Like, why would you bomb yourself? I, I farted into the mic. I sat down into my cloud, and, it was, and he captured the, uh, the cell job. I was like, I have I have watched Meanie fart and cup it and sniff it himself, and mm, that that smells like broccoli. It's yeah. a nice crisp rip. That no. smell, ooh, that smells like steak, or mm, that's chicken. It's like, no, that's shit. That's what that is. You smell barbecue? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! The Queen Bee barbecue. Yeah, I smell barbecue. I, I smell barbecue only if you've eaten a human being. That's what I smell. <laughs> that's that's uh that's possible yeah but uh but but back to that uh 13 hour car ride where i destroyed jason campbell's car uh whatchamacallit the best part of that ride was like hour six of me non-stop farting which which should have been a promotion nwa non-stop farting uh <laughs> yeah we we uh we got out of the rest stop to go get fresh air, and we hit the kid locks, and we trapped Phyllis Lee in the car, so she couldn't get out because he had the old school. She get out. She was cr- right. She was fighting in the back seat like a hamster in the rat in a habit trail, <laughs> like struggling. She looked like Waldo in the Van Halen video for uh, Hot for Teacher when he's at the back window going ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, we got back from we. It was the NWA tournament. We're driving from Cherry Hill to Lima. In winter, pull up. winter, winter. Keep that in mind because we had to have the windows rolled up. Oh, God, <laughs> dude. So the heat was on, too, on top of that, right? Oh, yeah, the heat was oh. on, too. So now you've got cooked ass in the car. <laughs> oh, my God. I, knew, I know it was going to be a trip trick when uh, trip when we pulled up to the uh, toll booth on the Walt Bridge. And Phyllis goes, I have to mail a letter. I go, well, this is a toll booth, Phyllis. You can't give them your mail. <laughs> yeah, there's no mailbox here. You, you <laughs> but uh, we get yeah. back a week later, a week later, I'm in my office and I hear a commotion out in the, uh, where the ring is. I go out there and Jason Campbell is chasing Brian around 
the uh, ring, trying to get his hands on him. Um, and I'm like, what is going on? And he goes, my car still smells. My back seat still smells. He, he ruined my seat. Um, and then a year later, he still had the car. And if the sun hit it just right, the smell would still come out of that seat. So that is He said, you, come here. Just, I don't know. Yeah, First of it, all, there yeah, are cloth seats. Incredible. I can't yeah, wrap I, my mind I, around how that is. Like, I just... I know I've had some nasty ones in my car before or in my bed, the ones that linger here, but like I've never had one that just perpetually lingers for months. I'm like, did you get something on the seat? Was it in Technicolor? Like, what was it? Yeah. Yeah. His stench. That's what he got. He got his stench. (laughs) Well, uh, I put it on the the seat. Oh my God. <laughs> and the ironic thing is the the huge hit song at the time was uh Linger by the Cranberries. Oh my god. So, <laughs> and it lingered. It lingered. Yeah, it fucking lingered. Well, we want still pop before the we I'm wanna, still pop before the Bob A Cratchit Bob Cratchit line. Oh my god, yeah. I'm going to be laughing about that one for a while. Thank you for everyone for joining us for episode 100 of Mind of the Meanie. We are very excited to be here. I see a bunch of the Pod Squad members here on this lovely morning. I've literally been in the I've been in the green room for up to episode 100. What is happening? God, <laughs> I think we're gonna get a letter from the UN or something like the you know like human rights. And, and your wife, right not only are your snacks shitty, but your Wi-Fi is terrible back here too. Listen, we got you the upgraded package because we knew that we were going to be doing episode 100, and we were like, why don't we just like... Clearly, you had a coupon. Comcast has a lot (laughs) of great specials running right now, so they're, you know, we got you the extra lousy Wi-Fi, not just the lousy stuff, the extra one. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, it's it's my way of saying thank you for all of the time you've waited for us in the green room. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, It's nothing, you know. I had time. I grew a beard, you know. I had time on my hands. Hey man, hey. We 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 got him the carrier pigeon package of Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The signal will be arriving soon. <laughs> yeah. Password to send a raven. Yep. We, uh, we actually we were Al recorded all of this like two weeks ago, and we're finally just receiving the data transmission right now. So yeah. Boy, I, I keep waiting to hear the old AOL as we go online. Oh my god! Initially, I thought he was broadcasting from the moon, but uh, <laughs> me and me and Neil Armstrong. Yeah, holy shit! I'm on the fucking moon. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Meanie, how you doing, man? How are things this? Uh, how are things this week for the Blue Meanie? Uh, uh this weekend. But you know, I'm I'm happy we're here for episode 100. Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of podcasts come and go, and uh, I'm grateful that we're here and then uh bring my uh best friend not only in wrestling but in life on the show my big brother that i never had uh the guy i'm sure who wanted to kill me a few times but uh <laughs> you know uh, yeah without a doubt yeah <laughs> I, I, the only thing is that i i'm i couldn't i couldn't document um what would lead up to the murder because if i did then i it would be completely justifiable homicide I say, yeah, like, if I were to go in front of a judge and he were to have witnessed anything, he would have been like, "Hey, I'm amazed you didn't kill him sooner." So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when uh, instead of going to college, I go to wrestling school, and it's my first yeah. time away from home. Uh, you know, no, no laws of uh, the grandparents or the mom. You know, I'm, you know, 
I'm running with scissors. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nah, there were no cameras a... back then, you know, in oh, the, in the, uh, imagine, imagine if, tu- imagine if tough enough recorded. Oh at, God. Body slammers. Yeah. 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 There, the, there were God. Yeah. Body sla- body slammers was in Lima, Ohio, uh, where yep. they did, uh, that sh- they based the show glee out of, which is kind of, kind of popped me, but, uh, yeah. It, Lima was also the uh, Lima was the area where buckwheat was shot and killed, was no. assassinated. Yes, not the real buckwheat. Yes, of course. Eddie, no, Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, was in Lima, Ohio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I recall that very vividly. That's even yes, better. Yes. Right. You you went. And, you said the not the, you said not the real buckwheat. I went ah fuck that. You went no <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy buckwheat. I went oh Eddie that's Murphy. even better. I don't know what happened to the real buckwheat, but yeah. I know that alfalfa the, got stabbed and got yeah. killed, but not well, in Lima, Ohio. He was like he was involved in all kinds of shady shit. Apparently, I was reading about him and yeah, he was yeah he was he was pretty weird. He was pretty jacked yeah, up. That's crazy. I was. I was just watching the documentary. Now, now, at one point now, Lima, Ohio is the hometown of Phyllis Diller and Hugh Downs. And I knew really? if I, yeah, and I knew. And now I'm I'm the most famous from Lima, Ohio, just simply because they died and I'm the only one left remaining. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's like by, by association. That's the way it works. It's like a conga line, right? Like, hey, now I'm here. Right. By attrition. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just waited them out. I knew at some point they were going to eat the, you know, by dirt and, yeah. you know, I'd move on. So. Uh, hey, well, listen, listen, Lima, Ohio's favorite son and most famous citizen. I don't know if I'd go that far as favorite son, but, you know. <laughs> Mr. Al Snow. There is a, hey, there's a mural, there's a mural in, 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 in the town, right? There's a mural that they painted on the wall of, of, of citizens. There is, there are people on that wall that owned a, gro- a corner grocery store and not me. <laughs> what you recall that i i just recently watched a uh a netflix documentary and there was a a famous uh sanatorium there maybe like a, a mental uh, a mental ward for a criminally insane there and there was a, a gentleman oh, yeah. who uh, a, a guy who had been uh arrested a guy had multiple uh personalities Everybody thought he was faking it, but they sent him this, uh, thing and they said, Lima, Ohio. And holy shit. If I had only known when I lived there, I would have probably went and tried to check it out. Yeah. What that, it wasn't that far. Not, not, not far for room and board, but to actually say it. Yeah. 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 Go, go hang out. I had a, uh, my friend, Victor Lewis, his uncle was a guard there at the, uh, at the, uh, hospital for for the criminally insane and there was one patient he would come and tell us stories and there was this one patient who thought he was jesus christ and um he had killed another patient who was in a wheelchair and had taken apparently had taken jesus's bread and jesus decided he wasn't going to turn the other cheek and proceeded to beat the man to death and the poor guy couldn't even get away because he had the brakes on his wheelchair locked and couldn't move and couldn't escape. Oh, and then the, the, Jesus basically killed him. So, wow, oh, Christ, wow, oh Christ is right, Minnie. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah. What, 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 was the bread leavened or unleavened? This is important. Well, I think it was fishes and loaves. You know what I mean? So it was fishes and loaves night at the cafeteria, and uh, Jesus wasn't playing. So. Yeah. 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 Enough of that. May the blood of May the blood of Christ compel you. I mean, he. Yeah. Uh, Say no more. He beat, he's yeah. compelled. He beat He beat the hell out of that guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could look. You could say he lost his religion. Ooh. Yeah, we waited three days, and the guy in the wheelchair did not come back. He did yeah. not arrive. <laughs> so he didn't. He didn't pull a Lazarus with him. No. That's no, I think the brakes were still on. He couldn't move. <laughs> oh he was just laying there for three days, and it's like, okay, well, he's actually dead now. So this guy, this guy really knows how to sell. <laughs> Little Jimmy Al loves the M&Ms. Um, we got them stocked up with as many as we possibly could. Um, Ten years worth, actually. It's been a long time, 100 episodes. Uh, yeah, I've ate, so many, I've, I've ate so many of them. It's giving me the runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it. We got those uh, We got those sugar-free uh, Haribo gummy bears for you as well. Because I really oh. wanted to make sure was, everything was clear for you. Because <laughs> nothing says mind of the meanie like a clean colon. So... I was thinking. I was thinking ahead, you know, as I came on board. So they should they should change the name from Harabo to Harablo because <laughs> man, do you? <laughs> it, it sounds like hail on a tin roof. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> definitely a colon cleanse for sure. And it's like it's Spin- a three dollar bag for like a hundred and sixty. So if you, you're freaking constipated, man, just throw a couple of them down and you're. You're hanging on the toilet. You're holding up like a rocket. Reverse irrigation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm feeling clogged. Let yep. me get some of those Haribos. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know if I've, I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard reading reviews on Amazon as I did read about those gummy bears, man. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. The, the ultimate fake out is when I think I see them out in the wild. Having that shit's not hilarious, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Dude, I ate uh, no sugar jelly beans or low carb jelly beans once, Ugh. and I had to cancel my day. It was just, eh. yeah. <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you? Eat I them? just ate. I ate. Well, I had to eat the whole bag, of course. <laughs> and God. and uh, my asshole looked like because yeah, they're a, low a carb, sleeve. you know. <laughs> yeah. My, my my asshole looked like a shirt sleeve when you try to take off a shirt sleeve and the cuff gets stuck and you just pull the whole shirt sleeve out. Oh my god! Your asshole, your Bump asshole looked like a wizard's sleeve. <laughs> and for oh my, my next trick, <laughs> uh, well, you guys remember the Olester, spin- right? The Olester and the chips uh, that would cause anal leakage. Did you either of you have any issues with that in the pool? Leakage. Yeah. I'd be afraid to to do that. You know. Yeah, leakage. So speaking of Haribo gummy bears and the uh, the the drizzling shits, uh, one thing that's not the drizzling shits, Meanie, is our friends at Manscaped. Exciting news from our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0 Manscaped. The leaders in male grooming have done it again to make your to take your grooming game to the next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com and use 20 get 20% off and free shipping with our brand new promo code MindMeanie. That's right, we have a brand new promo code MindMeanie. 
Meanie, the performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it was worth the wait. No longer will you look like you have a button and a fur coat. Everything is going to look great. My nuts are free of nicks and cuts and scratches, so Courtney gets the best package every single time. Hoping the same for you and Mrs. Meanie, sir. How have Manscaped helped you keep your balls looking less blue? Hey, uh, Manscaped keeps me very presentable when I'm out in the wild. Uh, not that I'm walking around, you know, uh, you know with uh, uh, fully uh, exposed there, but like uh, from the neck up, Manscaped has me looking uh, pretty good. Between the uh, the ear and nose trimmer, uh, you know, they got the the bath and uh, the uh, bath body uh, wash, the uh, the shampoo and conditioner all in one. Uh, you know, they got me feeling great from my knees down too. Between the, uh, the foot spray and uh, all that good stuff, uh, Manscaped has is a the perfect package, the total total package, for keeping the mini as uh, sharp and presentable. And, you know, first off, meaning I got to tell you, the new Performance Package 4.0, as we just mentioned, includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer's insane, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer of all time. Yes, meaning I said it. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch uh, that can engage with a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when you need it for a more precise shave. Did I mention, Blue Meanie, that this thing is waterproof as well? Uh, and you thought you thought that was good, but take your grooming game to the next level. It includes the weed whacker to chop out the worst weeds up top in your nose and in your ears. Lord knows the closer I get to 40, the longer my nose hairs are. The weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. So it keeps everything safe in those delicate little holes. Steal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formations, their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. Uh, I use that before I leave the house and their Crop Reviver Ball Toner for a mid-game ball check. Trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to the next level on another level. And don't forget to take care of Little John on the east side. Boys, get 20% off and free shipping with the, our new promo code MindMeaning at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code MindMeaning at Manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough the past year and in 2020. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. And Meanie, I must say to both you and Al Snow, thank you both so much for the opportunity to read that ad. Read in the middle of the show. And, uh, you know, Al was kind enough to take a, a little snack break with the uh, the blue M&Ms. We left them there in the uh, the green room. Since since this whole episode is about defecation, <laughs> all right? Um, uh, People are just staring at Al right now. Like, what the fuck, man? They, they want to hear Al's knowledge of the wrestling business. You know? Um, went to Boston, right? Uh-huh. And this was years ago. And um, The Chinese restaurant? Uh, we go to Kowloon's. Yeah. You got to go to Kowloon's when you're in Boston, right? And this is my first experience where I find out that Chinese food and I don't mix. Okay. I'll eat Chinese food, but once you pay the bill, hit the button on the stopwatch because it's the clock's ticking. All right. There is a bomb <laughs> brewing. So 
Um, I eat I eat at Kowloon's, and I the next morning I get up and I walk down about a quarter of a mile down to this restaurant and I eat breakfast. Now I, I walk back, and as I walk back, um, the pressure hits me all of a sudden out of nowhere, like it's it's a butt clincher. You know what I mean? <laughs> And I'm walking alongside cotton. the road, and there's cotton. no place to go. Uh, I'm I'm already I'm starting to crown already. So, um, gingerbread man, walk it back to the hotel. By the time, by the time I get into the hotel lobby, I'm doing the gingerbread man walk across the lobby to the elevator. Right, arms akimbo. You know, my feet spread wide. Everything Fred I Stanford can having a heart attack. every single muscle in my body to keep my, my gluteus maximus clenched as tight as possible. I get on the elevator and I start to give the meat sweats. Like I am sweating profusely. All right. Just drenched. Luckily, by the time I get off the elevator, uh, the room is like two, two doors down. I make it into the room. I go right immediately into the bathroom, and as I drop my pants, all right, as I drop my pants, <laughs> and I sit down on the toilet, I hear, boom, like that. Like a cherry bomb or an M80 had went off inside the toilet. <laughs> to the point where it scares me, and I jump up. I jump up oh. and turn around, and the inside of the toilet bowl looked like a murder scene like it just it, it was just brown the entirely coated brown like in one fell swoop it just i i literally had a massive explosive you know and and and, and didn't didn't have to go again for like three or four days i mean i it, it, everything in me had went out so that is uh <laughs> The worst part is the body knows when you're, you know, as soon as you get close to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you got off the elevator. Yeah. You got off the elevator. It's two doors down, but it might as well have been like an Alfred Hitchcock scene. Where oh, you- I know. It was yeah, the hotel, like, <laughs> the, like an accordion. It just started stretching further and further yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I got to go. I got to go. You're praying. There's a lady every- there with a violin. <laughs> You know, praying to every deity known to man. Everyone, just please let me make it to this fucking toilet. Yep. Yeah, I'm not even a religious person. And listen, nope. I was down on my, I was almost on my knees praying, <laughs> God, please let me make it. Yeah. Because it would, it, with that kind of explosive force, it would have, I would have blown a hole in the back of my pants. You know, and would have, the material would not have been able to hold up. Not a material strong enough in this world to hold that, all that blast power from Al Snow. Oh. Kevlar, Kevlar could not, Kevlar could not have withstood that shit. <laughs> it would have been like that movie Death Becomes Her, where the Goldie Hawn has the hole in her stomach, and you yeah. can just like look right through. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me ask. Yeah, you could look right through my asshole all the way up to my head. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I know I know I've heard stories about CM Punk since we're talking about shit this episode. Uh, CM Punk has also talked about shitting himself in the middle of the ring. Have there ever been a situation with either of you, and I guess we'll start oh. with Al and then we'll go to Meanie, where you've either, you know, gotten really, really close or, you know, oopsie daisy, I went duty in my in my trunks. For me, no. I've never, 
I've never one time in, in, in 40 years, I've never once, um, I've never even farted. Um, I've now I've been in the ring and like Sabu one time went to do a leg drop off the top rope and I moved and he, and he hit and then he went, Oh, I got it home. And I was like, are you all right? He goes, I shit my pants. (laughs) 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 You know, (laughs) Sabu, Sabu shit his pants in Trent, New Jersey once against Tommy dreamer. And they went, went like another 15 minutes. And I can only imagine it bouncing around those loose pants like a, a potato in a sack. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Almost like, like, like shaking up dog food in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> God, man. Good Shit God. Shit my pants. <laughs> what about you, Minnie? Ever gotten close? Oh, there, uh, I have a pair of underwear on the roof of a building in Lincoln, Michigan or uh is it Lincoln, Michigan or uh wherever yeah. um what's his name? Uh Malcolm Monroe. He used to run this building in, in in Michigan somewhere. But then ECW ran the same building. And I'm working a match with Jason Knight and we're like second. And he hits me with the clothesline. I take the perfect flat back bump. And then as I as I'm bumping, I hear <laughs> and fucking just like a tater tot just fucking popped out and we had to go another 10 minutes and then it got to the point where jason snapmare may put me in a chin lock and i'm just sitting in it just like oh my god this the smell so bill wiles is managing me and bill's at ringside and he turns to the crowd goes man this you guys stink he thinks it's somebody in the audience so he goes around to the other side of the ring. <clears throat> he goes, oh, my God, do any of you fucking people bathe? <laughs> and eventually, they realized it was maybe we, I still had to go up and do a, a moonsault. Took it home, blah, blah, blah. Get back to the locker room, and Sam stooched it off to the whole locker room. Yo, meanie shit his pants. And then, like, the entire locker room. Comes into the shower room where I have my my tights down, my my Daisy Dukes off, and I just have the opposite because like it's like a locker room shower where I'm taking shower one here and I got one over there just spraying my ass like an elephant in the fucking zoo. <laughs> so it's just, and then like you know Paul comes in the whole locker room and they give me the the golf clap. <laughs> you know, like there's two times I got that golf clap when. Uh, I shit my pants in Michigan, and then when my balls fell out on Raw against Goldust. Oh, my God. You know, people in the production truck came out and gave me the, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Were you there for that one, Al? When his, uh, when his, when his testis fell out? Yeah, I uh, was watching on the monitor, and uh, when Goldust went to give him the shattered dreams, and he stuck his stuck his leg up the road, and first ball came out <laughs> of his pants. And then he stuck the second leg up on the rope, and the second ball came out the other side. <laughs> and he just they said yeah, the camera like they just just kind of split and came out each leg. <laughs> it's like they said the camera adds ten pounds. I was like, how many cameras do they have on my balls right now? I just I was looking up at the Titantron. <laughs> I felt it happen, and then I watched yeah, it happen and, uh, on the screen. Oh my god! And Meanie's defense, quite honestly, like if you're my age, right? Um, the first time you ever saw another man's genitalia was usually when your father was at a picnic and put his foot up on a, a park bench and out 
popped one of his balls out of his real sh- short shorts at that time. <laughs> My dad used to cut his jeans off to make jeans shorts and then roll the legs up even further and <laughs> and every summer i would never it was without a question or doubt you were going to see balls pop out you know like a hairy hairy little uh acorn or uh you know goose egg just right out there and they, and, you, and they would always put their leg you know put their foot they had to put their foot up on a bench yeah. like you know there are other ways to stand you know <laughs> captain without, morgan Yes, but they, yeah, they'd always Captain Morgan it, and out would there it went, you know, every time. My gra- my grandfather was good for that, not for his balls, but just he'd put his foot up on something and just scratch his ass. It was like he was digging for fucking gold. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there's a radiator. Let me put my foot up. Yep. You know. I can I can only commiserate with that. My great grandmother, who was I, she was 86 when she died. Uh, I was I think eight. But she used to shower with the door open, but she would just oh. be full Monty, like in the bathroom moving around. And I remember coming up the stairs the one time and seeing what looked like melted taffy. <laughs> it was just the most, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It's, it it's, that's, the, that's the upside. That's the upside of getting old. Is right. that I, I, I'm looking forward to it. To where, one, I'm going to get old enough to where I look like a small gremlin, uh, you know, and um, and two, that I'm just going to walk around naked all the time. I'm not going to be self-conscious at all. In fact, I'm going to go to the grocery store, like, you know, just my balls hanging out. I don't care. Just a towel wrapped around me and some shower shoes. I, I was going to say, make sure the towel is there. I don't want you to get in any trouble with, you know, public. Are they filming Bad Grandpa? No, that's just Al. Yeah, at that point, what's it matter? I, I'm going to I'm going to look like uh, uh, I'm going to look like one of the creatures from Pan's Labyrinth. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> they won't even recognize you anyway. A guy that looks like a gremlin who is a an Al Snow clone. So Guillermo del Toro is going to want to cast me in a movie because I'm going to look, you know. <laughs> and just so you guys are aware, and I've made this public knowledge. Like I've decided I'm going to make it to 97 and then I'm tapping out like at 97. That's it. I'm done. So any specific, that was a good year. Any specific reason at 97 though? Is there a, like a reason that for that specific number? Who wants to go any further? I mean, really quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's yeah. It's time to go home. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. Turn the lights off, lock the doors, get the hell out. I, I would get up to like, I would get up to 97 and then, you know, 364 days and then be like, all right, I'm good. I've had enough time. This has been, this is enough here. I'm good. I just get to 97 and 97 and one minute. I'm done. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's good. No, if you blow the finish at like one minute, do you wait till two minutes? And then just like, oh, yeah. ah, shit. Like to do it on a dot, you know, they're just like, ah. At the right time, nobody's going to go higher at that point. So, got to go. Is, is Jack Lanza going to come in the room with a pencil in his mouth, going take it home, take it home, take it home? <laughs> pull it, pull it, pull his tie. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to come in. All right, Al. You're going to get the ear over here too. Get the ear. Yeah. yeah. Time to go. God damn, Al! It's time to go. Come on, pull the ear and pull in the ear. Yeah, time to go. <laughs> I, I meant to ask you, um, I know as someone who was in, in the news recently, I know that you were on CNN um, f- several years back. 
for the head controversy. I know that Meany and I have spoken about my, you know, my newsworthiness with CM Punk. How does it feel to be such a public celebrity on on CNN like that and just look up at the gym and see yourself on on the television? They're talking about you. It's just crazy, right? We were riding together that day. Yeah. Um, yeah, both Meany and I, we were in Philadelphia um, for Raw. And I, I don't think either one of us were aware at the time of the massive controversy um, that took place with when they, you know, two women who were assistant professors of communications at a college in Georgia without doing any homework, without, you know, doing any research, um, decided to espouse their opinions about the action figure that Walmart carried um, and wrote a letter to the Atlanta Constitution. And then, of course, the, you know, um, it's a prime example of, you know, I tell people all the time, newspapers and television news are not in the business of disseminating information. They're in the business of selling newspapers or getting you to watch television news. So, you know, um, wrestling was very popular at the time, was very hot, very mainstream. And so, you know, of course, the Atlanta Constitution said, oh, here's, a, here's an opportunity for us to sell newspapers. And um, it became a national news event. Um, and effectively, you know, before cancel culture really got started, I got canceled. Um, you know, my action figure is still number five. There are 20, 23 things that Walmart has decided they will never sell because of it being a danger to the community. And um, my action figure is number five on that list. Number one is pregnant Barbie. Well, they 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 um, said it was a severed woman's head, and that that it was um, uh, and I quote a training manual for future spousal abusers, um, which I did I did suggest to Jax that they include one of those with the the action figure going forward, but they thought that was bad marketing. So I could see how that might that might you know drum up some things, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I figured if they're going to accuse me of it, why not? And what was what was really ironic was uh, two weeks later, um, um, Johnny Depp's movie Sleeping Sleepy Hollow had uh, premiered and they actually had Sleepy Hollow action figures that had two actual severed human heads in the package. And nobody said a word. Nobody cared. Um, You know, um, you know, it was. It was absurd, but, and, you know, um, you know, it's only gotten worse from there, but that, that, that was the day. I don't know, Brian, I think you were with me when we walked in and Vince was talking to Tommy Blodgett, a writer. And he goes, he turns around and sees Brian and I come in and he goes, Al, what have you been doing? And, you know, laughing and he's walking up to me and I go, Vince, I have no clue. And as I said, no clue, the look on his face changed. And he just turned around and walked back to Tommy Blodgett, like, and just stopped having a conversation with me. <laughs> yeah. What? He just stopped in the middle of the conversation. Who does that? You know what I mean? Hey, hey, how are you doing? You know, how are you doing? Uh, good. To, and then just turned around and walked away. And the, the, the best part about that is, you know, we're in Philly. You know, uh, we're driving to the gym. We go to the gym. We work out and we're sitting there on the uh, ellipticals or, or, or the bikes riding. I look up, I point to the TV, I go, ow, you're on TV. And you look up, I run over, I, I hit the volume button. Yeah. And then like the, the whole rest of the day was like, meanie, 
How does it feel to be in the car with headline news? <laughs> CNN's Al Snow. Yeah. Meaning, how does it feel to be driving a car with headline news in your passenger seat <laughs> or something like that? I was like, oh, I feel pretty good, Al. It was insane because it was on, remember, it was on every every station yeah. in Philadelphia, the top three news stories. This sounds ridiculous. The top three news stories were the, the Philadelphia mayoral process, okay, yep. the Bosnian peace talks, and that my action figure had been banned from Walmart. That is. And, and, and no particular order. Sometimes mine was the top story. That's Time crazy. magazine did an article on it. It was it was for a week and a half. Uh, Rush Limbaugh commented on it. Um, Jay Leno. It was in his his, his uh, opening monologue. David Letterman. It was insane. It was just insane. Is that bizarre though? I mean, honestly, like, is that bizarre to hear so many different people talking to you, talking about you in that way, or is it just like you're just like, all right, it's another day at the office? It was it was surprising. Yeah, it was it was really. Um, and I wish I had known then what I know now and I could have capitalized on it to a much greater extent. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just, it's not surprising in the stand. It, it, we still deal with this to this day of, you know, of, you know, and even worse now because of social media that, you know, people have a sense they're so they're very emboldened, um, because they have a sense of anonymity and invulnerability to any repercussions and they can make accusations uh, in a public forum and not face any repercussions for it. And, um, and then it, it creates a, almost like a Salem, like a witch trials type of atmosphere where, you know, you could just point at somebody and scream, witch, she's a witch. And then, you know, every, the community goes along with it without any due process or proper investigation um, it's just that somebody makes a claim or an accusation and everybody just gets whipped up into a frenzy and jumps on board. And, and you know, that's literally what happened uh, was that two women without, again, I can't emphasize enough, without doing any proper investigation or research or homework, mm -hmm. decided to, you know, you know, just open their opinion in a public forum. Um, and, and then, and, you know, and then, um, you know, uh, a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, Walmart, along with all of the other major Target, um, you know, at that time, Toys R Us, uh, you know, KB Toys, et cetera, they all, they all banned the, the action figure because Walmart had taken that step as well over nothing but an assumption, you know, of a, an, an unwarranted claim that was made in a public forum and that everybody then just went, well, of course, you know, so, you know, it was said, so it must be true. And, uh, and nothing because I never refer to head as anything other than asexual. I never referred to it as a male or a female. I never referred, you know, I never interacted with head, um, as, as, as anything other than what it was, which was, it was its own character. Um, you know, and, uh, and they just, because it was a, you know, a Barbie doll like head that they put in the package to simulate uh, head being there with me, um, as the action figure, they just assumed that it was, it was, a you know, it was violence against women. The same thing. If, if Brian, you remember we, we, uh, ECW, we ran that college. I forget what college it was. And, um, they had put my picture on the poster where I was holding the head by the base. So it looked like 
I, you know, around the neck and it looked like I was choking the head, but I wasn't choking. I was just holding it. Right. And, yeah. and remember they, a big women's group came and protested that night, um, the show because they said it was promoting violence against women. Like, like I'm sure someone, you know, some guy who has probably never considered striking uh, someone of the opposite sex saw my action here and went, oh, my God, and drove home and went and his wife went, hey, I made mashed potatoes. He goes, what? You made mashed potatoes? And starts pounding her head because he saw my action figure. Which is a logical, right. which is a logical step from you know seeing those posts. Uh, uh, obviously, right. obviously, totally. Not not the uh, massive amounts of violence that we're inundated with on a regular basis on TV. No, my action figure is what finally tripped the trigger, and the guy decided to punch Ethel at home. So Jesus Christ. So I guess, Meanie, what did it feel like for you to be in the car with Headline News, to, just as a sort of a, a tie-in to that? Was it exciting? Was it exhilarating, breathtaking? Like, what was it? I'm sure it was a little starstruck, right? Uh, well, th- there was a bunch of different emotions because, A, we're, we're in my hometown of Philly. Right. And then uh, for the longest time before Al started, you know, building himself from Lima, Ohio, he was you, Al used to be built from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, and yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I first started training with Al, I was like, are you – What's the deal with Philly? You said Philly. He's like, ah, it's just a work. Because I was going to start quizzing him, you know. Uh, how do you like your cheesesteak, pal? Uh, you know, just. Uh, <laughs> Cooked uh, is what he would say. Cooked. Tony Luke's. Oh, Tony Luke's. I like Tony Luke's. Yes. Absolutely. I, actually, I might go there today. Um, Lucky. Actually, I'll be in Philly later yes. today, so maybe I'll meet you there. Yeah, uh, Tony Luke's. But, you know, uh, it. It was it was frustrating because you know I know Al, and I know the I know the origins of the head, and uh, I knew what the head was. It was it, the head was just um uh one of those heads they use at uh, hairdressing school to right. snip hair, and he just happened to find one at the uh, East Sub Arena when they do the uh, mummers floats and stuff like that. There's like a whole bunch. Like, the backstage at ECW Arena was just, like, a graveyard of, like, tables and props from the Mummers Parade floats and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was just rummaging around, like, you know, it was like, the, it looked like the end of the world, and you're just rummaging around looking for supplies, you know? And he found the head. And uh, I think there's a really good photo of me, you, and great Sasuke with the uh, from that day, maybe. You, you had the head, something like that. I have to dig that up, but uh, yeah, it was fur- it was infuriating because I knew the r- real story of the head. I know Al is a human being, uh, Al, and I'll fucking fight anybody for Al because Al, uh, you know, was my big brother. You know, like any time I wanted to quit, you know, give up, Al would pull me aside. Like the first day I take a mumps at wrestling school. I would do the forward bump, and I kept hitting my, my my heels first, and it was giving me shin splints. I rolled out without saying a word, sat down. He came in and sat down next to me. He goes, all right, what's wrong? You know, and he would give me, like, this big brotherly, you know, talk and get me back in there and motivate me to keep going. So if it wasn't for Al, I wouldn't be here today. So that day, you know, I had made it through, made it to ECW. I made it to WWE, traveling with my my best friend, and just to see the stuff on the news that I know isn't true, you know, about how it influences people to do bad things. It's like, look, if you're going to do something bad, that's probably something that's been ingrained in your psyche already. 
You know, you, you're already yeah. pre-positioned, pre, predispositioned. Is yeah, that the word? Yeah, predisposed. Yeah, you're predisposed, predisposed to have that. Yeah, that you to have that in your nature. You know, like me, I'm predisposed to stare at the clock and eat a sleeve of cookies. Uh, you know, just, just, just in my fucking nature, you know, two o'clock in the morning full of, you know, Lee Yingling or PBR. I'm going to just go stare at the clock and eat the cookies. And t- while Tracy yells, go the fuck to bed, yep. you yep. know, um, well, if I could paraphrase for, for Brian, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident. I know how he felt because when he, I would look over and he was driving, I'd see his nipples were erect in, you know, yeah. pushing through his shirt. That's how excited he was. I figured, so, yeah. yeah. Chicken he, could dial, a, he could have dialed a rotary phone, and we had those back then. <laughs> I, I, I was a one-man turntable. <laughs> <laughs> DJ uh, Meany just... <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So Pod Squad, uh, we are not doing an Ask Meanie today since it's a special episode, but if you'd like to ask Meanie and Al any questions, feel free to fire away. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on this special episode. Uh, and we appreciate uh Real Dad, Josh Chernoff, giving us a, a hello at the beginning of the episode as well. Uh we're very excited. Wish he could have been here today, but uh he is currently tied up in other endeavors. Um when I finally escaped the green room. Yeah. yeah. The commie bastard, he left. <laughs> he leaves as you get out, so he can't deal with the consequences. Like I said, I'm going to pass whatever resolution that the UN sends about the human rights violations that happen to Al Snow. I'm just going to send it over to him at Fight TV and let him deal with it. Like, that's his problem. Amnesty International was actually pleading my case. Yeah, I, I heard. I heard. It's, 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 again, national news for the second time, um, this time on behalf and defense of Al Snow. So, you know, Josh uh, Chernoff can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll send it to him. Post-market. Al Snow was in the green room so long. Paul Simon wrote a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> they were gonna do. They were gonna do another "We Are the World" campaign <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh my god! He's in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> There's Bob Dylan in the back, just not interested in singing at all. He's just there to collect a check and then get on his way. Yeah, my the shitty Wi-Fi in here. <laughs> listen, Sorry. listen. Again, we will send all tweets to Josh after the show today, and uh, we'll make sure that he is aware of his mistakes here. So, uh, but Meanie, what's going on with you, man? Any uh, any other news and business in the in the world and the mind of the Meanie? Uh, I'm just happy that Al's here. You yeah. know, uh, we the the. the we we don't never to let Al know we never do guests, yeah. so to bring somebody on they got to be pretty special, you know. Uh, and you know you. you well, I, pre- I appreciate it. I really do. I'm, I'm very grateful, and I'm glad that I can finally leave this goddamn green room. So thank you guys. <laughs> I really. <laughs> no, seriously, uh, I mean there was, like there was a time we were at uh, Body Slammers Wrestling Gym, and. Uh, Al goes, oh, we, we have somebody coming over from uh, New Zealand. And, me, you know, uh, uh, a female yeah. coming over from New Zealand. And, all you know, we're all 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds. And we're like, oh, yeah. We, you know, we're going to get, like, Rachel Hunter, you know, because she's from New Zealand. She's a model. And turned out she showed up looking like Dick the Bruiser. And then um, – <laughs> 
I don't. I, I, want, I don't even want to say her name, just in case she's still out there listening. I don't want to, you know, ruin her day. You know, like she could probably be feeling good, and she hears this, and she, you know, you know just she turns into Darth Vader getting turned down for a bank loan to start the Death Star. You know, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so she shows up, and she's just like, you know, a, a prick. And uh, one night there's like a yeah, you and her did not get along. You two did not get no. along. No. So we're like, ah, uh, you know, she left. You know, long story short, she that left. Day, the, the day that the day that you asked her, hey, are you going out on a date? And she was like, no. Why are you asking? Well, you're walking funny. You must have curlers in your hair. <laughs> oh God! Young twenty year old Meanie did not give a fuck. Um, I love it, dude. I love it because the person that I know right now, you're just this like calm, collected guy. And yeah. then I hear this stuff and I'm like, well, that's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Man. It was a good, it was a good line. Me. It was a good joke. You know what I mean? And it came out of nowhere and yeah. you can see her. Like, it, it, it like verbally, it like looked like it physically struck her. Like, it, like it put you like he had punched her in the face. I mean, the look on her face was made it even funnier. And normally I'm not like that, but she was such a prick. It's like uh, she c- comes from the she world of martial. She she came from the world of like martial arts, and she did like a tough yeah. woman contest when she was there, and she yeah. took everything so seriously that like if somebody goofed up and we you know somebody farted on a sunset flip and we giggled, she got mad and stormed off. Ah, you gotta be serious, and she would go to people in martial arts. Do they laugh and all this stuff? You know, because she, she sounds you know, awesome at parties, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. So, like, we had a mutiny. Like, when she left, like, she still had food in the fridge. And, like, one night we're like, fuck it. I'm throwing her eggs off the roof. So, we, I, we, yeah, I had the cops called me because you idiots were throwing shit off the roof of the building. Oh, my God. And yeah. I had to go down there and, and, and like, two o'clock in the morning, you know, and, uh, you know, put a stop to it. Oh my so. God. Well, here's the thing. I went up to throw eggs off the building and then the, uh, other knuckleheads that were with me, which I'll, uh, save them public embarrassment. They're like, Oh, let's start throwing rocks. And I said, yeah. fuck that. And I powdered back in. So after that, we w- went out and to get something to eat and like the cops were at the door. We're like, Oh shit. Yeah. So they come up and they start asking us questions and they're they're looking around for evidence. And there's this staircase that went from next to the elevator shaft that went upstairs to the roof to the door. We, and the guy goes, I found evidence. And he found like a nest with like bird eggs. I was like, you thought we threw bird eggs off the... <laughs> I, was, I was like, that's why I learned that like... Uh, yeah. Jeez. That's when I learned that uh, small town cops... I love the police. Don't get me wrong, but there's different levels of what they're looking for. Like in Philly, if I yeah. was throwing eggs off the building, they'd be like, "I ah, let them." Uh, yeah, you know, we're <laughs> get the fuck we're, out. We're hunting here. murderers. Yeah. yeah, we're looking for murderers. Sorry. Right. Uh, the day I got a parking ticket for yeah. parking the wrong way on the two way street, I was like, "Oh, I forgot where I'm at." You know, just. Yep. But uh, yeah, that that night, Al, um, you know wanted to kill me and thankfully his his wife Pam wasn't at the time. Yeah, she she talked him out of it. But you know, that's just a, a testament to uh Al as a as a coach, as a teacher. He's 
you know, he, he, he was able to, you know, write me in the, the point me in the right direction, get me on the right path. Not that I was like this outlaw kid or anything, but like, you know, Al was my big brother, man. And that, that, that tested his patience, but like Al was just still, uh, willing to teach and, uh, forgive. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm forever grateful that, you know, Al didn't kill me. Cause he, I mean, at this time I was training Dan Severn for the fucking UFC. So he, <laughs> he easily could have fucking, he easily could have just tied me up and, uh, hid me and nobody would have known better, you know, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian's still training. Ten years later, oh, Brian's still training. You know, uh, yeah. in uh, in honor here of uh, episode one hundred, I'm going to crack uh, my oh, yeah. seltzer here. Uh, Al, did we leave you any seltzer in the uh, in the green room, or did you drink it all? Yeah, no, you yeah. didn't. Okay, I so I'll get Josh to send some over for you. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and crack it, Mini. Are you are you ready, pal? Yes. Three. In honor of our one hundredth episode. Three, two, three, one. There it is. Nice and crisp and refreshing. Al, can you smell it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can. I can. I bet, I, I bet you're thirsty, you know. aren't you? I, well, after being in, in the green room this long, yeah, I am. <laughs> and being dehydrated for, from eating hair blows. Yeah. You look great, though, for being so dehydrated. So, you <laughs> oh, that's, you know, when you, you, you literally shit like a goose, um, <laughs> you have a tendency to lose a lot of weight. It's like an oil slick. I know what I'm sending Al as a thank you gift for being here. Uh, little Jimmy from plug. Nebraska had two questions for you guys today, and then I had a part 1B to that. Uh, so, news today broke that The Undertaker is going into the WWE Hall of Fame uh, in the class of 2022, and he wanted to know you guys' thoughts on that. I say congratulations, and yeah, I think that was just an inevitability. I mean, if, if somebody had deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, Undertaker certainly does. Absolutely, without a question or a doubt. I I, I uh, concur with Al. Uh, when you talk about longevity of a career and that the guy, the Undertaker, stayed loyal to WWE even through the lean years even through the Monday Night Wars where people were tempted to jump he never even considered jumping to the competition and he stayed loyal to WWE and Vince and and uh Vince took note of that and I'm sure Vince really appreciated that he was WWE through and through so I mean he, sh he Undertaker should have his own wing in a WWE Hall of Fame I yeah all right yeah Little Jimmy's second question is for Al. Uh, how was Josh Chernoff's wrestling back in OVW? Uh, you know, Josh wasn't terrible. He was, he was, he was, he was good. He was in the process of learning and, um, you know, um, developing. Um, he just, you know, uh, he came in at a time where, uh, you know, John had a, an agenda where, you know, they were making the shift or the change from the, um, uh, developmental system that they had and then, you know, where they had multiple, you know, different groups um, and they were doing it into one centrally located um, training center, like what they have now with NXT. And, uh, you know, so the, he came in just at the, as that relationship was coming to an end. And so I didn't really get a whole lot of uh, opportunity to spend a lot of time with him or be around him that much. Andrew Bailey wanted to say, Mr. Snow, I just wanted to let you know that I enjoy watching the YouTube videos with you discussing wrestling psychology. They are fantastic. Uh, he also wants to know 
who were some of the wrestlers that you were closest with in your WWE and ECW runs? Well, obviously, Meanie. Um, and uh, Chris Candido uh, was probably was a great friend. I always miss him. Um, and uh, I was, you know, I think quite honestly, Brian, I think we both of us were, um, we were, I think every, you know, it's hard to pick just one or two people. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, we, you know, I think we were close with everybody in the locker room to some degree or another, yeah. you know? So that, that ACW um, locker room was like the land of misfit toys, you know? That's what I call I, I Literally when I first got there, I was like, this is the Island of misfit toys. Like, you know, we're all broken and nobody, we don't fit anywhere else, but you know, we found a home there. So, but there was so much talent in that room. And, uh, sure. you know, dude, when you, I remember the day I found out you were coming to ECW, it was at the, uh, old holiday Inn on Packer Ave. We walk in the restaurant and you're just sitting there. I'm like, holy shit. It felt like Christmas morning, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, yeah. uh, yeah, the fact that, you know, times. I, the fact that, you know, I started my career with you, uh, we had many, uh, uh, like I've said a million times on this podcast, I learned more on the car rides with Al Snow than probably, you know, the time we spent in the ring. But, like, I got to spend time with you on the Indies when I first broke in, and then with uh, ECW, and then WWE, we rode together all the time. So it's it, it, it's it's important to have, you know, somebody – when you're traveling that you feel a kinship with and relate to and not want to murder, you know, just cause it's easy to, you know, <laughs> yeah. people hop from car to car. Oh, so-and-so is getting on my nerves. Oh, so-and-so won't shut up, you know, but like yeah. Al Snow was always that constant in my career. And, uh, God knows, I don't know where my career would be without him. I, uh, I have enjoyed watching the two of you uh, interact here. This is a, a unique experience for me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Al, where can everybody find you on your social media platforms? Because I want to make sure we can follow you. And to follow up to make sure that, obviously, A, you're safe in the green room, because I know we get, we're going to <laughs> downgrade you to the lousy Wi-Fi again, but also where they can send you the Haribo sugar-free gummy bears to keep you clean and fresh and make sure everything is clean there. I don't know. I don't know about fresh, but certainly definitely clean. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can follow me at the real Al snow on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. I've, I've, I've joined TikTok and I've started doing videos where I discuss psychology, um, terms. I call it the lost art of professional wrestling because it's, it's things that have not been people misuse and misunderstand a lot of the terms and things that we've, we've used for decades um, and for generations in this business. You don't understand the very terms that they use or the concepts behind the terms um, anymore. So I discuss those things um, and uh, hope to give, if you're a fan of wrestling, I hope to give you a better appreciation of it. And if you're a performer, um, then I hope that, you know, it will help to, you know, on the 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 art of professional wrestling so it's the real al snow because yes there were some fakes and if you are out there and you're listening you want to fake be me i'm just going to message you and go look aim the bar higher i mean if you're going to fake being a celebrity why be me so like george clooney or you know brad pitt yeah be george clooney or brad pitt you know uh, you know uh, uh barack obama or somebody i mean for christ's sakes <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking maybe I can slide under the radar, but 
you know, I noticed. So, <laughs> Meanie, where could everyone find you? As always, sir, thank you for your time and your energy here at the Mind of the Meanie, and congratulations to you on 100 episodes. I know I feel like I have only been here for about a cup of coffee or two, but I am uh, ex- extremely happy and honored to be carrying on the torch with you on this program. Where can everyone find you and uh, and Mad Cat Beard Care, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I have a line of beard care products at madcatbeardcare.com. Uh, go over there, get yourself some beard oil, get some beard balm. Uh, all the proceeds go to uh, helping cats. Uh, the gentleman who uh, runs it, Josh, uh, he, uh, take, he, he rescues cats. He takes them to the vet, nurse, nurses them back to health. And uh, he does a lot of great things. So go to mad madcatbeardcare.com uh, and get yourself some beard care products. If you want to follow me on all social media, across the board, it's at Blue Meanie, B-W-O. Uh, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, if you also want to support me and Al, go to collarandelbow.com slash uh, collarandelbowbrand.com and then use the promo code Meanie or... What's your code, Al? Snowman. Use Al's, uh, use code Meanie or, yeah, use code Meanie or Snowman and save uh, 10% on your t-shirts. And uh, if you want to follow, if you want to support Josh, not Josh, uh, (laughs) Mr. Adam Barnyard, uh, where can they find you, Adam? Uh, Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThisIsGoober. Yes, it's a brand. No, I'm not changing it. Uh, I'm keeping it forever, pal. Uh, you can also listen to my separate program, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Uh, my interview with uh, Rob Van Dam is up right now. You can check that out. Um, thanks to all the sites that picked it up and gave me some attention on that. Obviously, we're not talking CNN attention like Al gets every time something happens. But, you know, it's good enough. It works. It works. Uh, yeah, but you can go to... Major headline <laughs> news, buddy. Major headline <laughs> news. You can go... Uh, this is Goober at Instagram and uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio to pick up a t-shirt and support the show. Uh, don't forget the new promo code for Manscaped is MindMeanie. And you can get 20% off plus free shipping using promo code MindMeanie. Uh, Blue Meanie, anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up and before we kick Al back to the green room? Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, Al, I know your, uh, time is precious. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you making, taking time out of the, uh, the green room to, uh, <laughs> join us, but, uh, s- seriously, uh, thank you to Al. Thank you to the pod squad who stuck with us through a hundred episodes. Uh, you know, like I said, like I forgot to mention, you can go to patreon.com slash mind and the meanie where you can pay the, uh, the watches record the show each and every week. Whether you're on Patreon or you download for free, I appreciate everybody giving their time to this podcast because we're at episode 100, and uh, what better way to top it off than to have the man who's the reason why I'm in the wrestling business and one of my big brothers, Al Snow, here for episode 100. Well, thank you, guys. i got to hop off here. My battery's about to go dead, unfortunately, because... You know, the Wi-Fi here in the green room, we're I hate to beat a dead horse, but gee, well, listen, we'll try to fix, we'll try to fix the electrical outlets for you as well. But Al, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your time. I love we you. Really appreciate love it. You, See you soon. I love you, you, brother. Talk Bye. to you later, guys. All right. So for Bye. Al Snow and the Blue Meanie, I'm Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind of the Meanie.
Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.